welcome to Whatever It Takes, a Degrassi podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about Season 1, Episode 6, The Mating Game. And to kick things off, Kelsey, why don't you read us the official Degrassi Wiki episode synopsis? Sure. Okay, so it is. Ashley and Jimmy's eight-month anniversary is coming up. And so it's the question of whether or not to have sex. Paige is playing Juliet opposite Jimmy's English class Romeo, and she's planning doubts in Ashley's mind. If Ash doesn't, quote-unquote, put out soon, will Jimmy move on? Oh, my God, you guys. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, I just want to address that eight months is not an anniversary. Eight months is just – it's not even really like a, like a marker of any sort of time. It's just eight months. That's not a thing. That's not that's not a fucking milestone. And also, they wrote put out in, in this in the in the synopsis. They wrote put out. Yeah, there are a lot of things wrong with this. First of all, it says it's their eight month man anniversary. So obviously the question of whether or not to have sex <laughs> is on the table. And then yes, eight months is not any kind of anniversary marker but maybe when you're in middle school you just celebrate every month because every month is probably an accomplishment when you're 13. That's true I, I distinctly remember celebrating like one month anniversaries I I remember I dated a guy and this was like high school I dated a guy who would celebrate every single week because <laughs> he had never been in a relationship longer than a month and a half um, so it's probably a thing um but oh man yeah why why is why is the sex coming up as like, well, eight months, you know what eight months means is eight months in middle school, three dates. Like what's going on there? I know. I have no idea. And the fact that they're exchanging gifts on an eight month anniversary, which I'm sure we'll get to, but no, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess let's cross that bridge when we come to it with all the specifics. But until then, Holland, can you tell us a little bit about the episode title? I can indeed. Um, this week's episode is named after the 1959 film The Mating Game, starring Debbie Reynolds and Tony Randall. The movie is about a family of farmers who has a neighbor that tries to get rid of them by asking a friend of his who works at the IRS to audit them, but the IRS guy ends up falling for the daughter of the family. So... I don't know, not entirely related, like except for the fact that like sex probably happens. <laughs> yeah, no, I th I think it's another case. It's like um the one with the Metallica song, like it's just like, well, this really fits in with what the episode is and it's less so like what the actual like title is, you know. I feel like this might be the most related title we've had so far though. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, so let's start from the beginning. I mean, we open up with the amazing gift that Ashley is about to give Jimmy. It's incredible. It's a chain that has a giant A and a giant J on it. And according to Paige later on, it's real silver and it costed her $50. So B-F-D. It's gaudy. It's crazy. Drake wouldn't wear it. <laughs> like... I, I just, I can't believe that this is a thing that she would buy. It's hilarious. It's amazing. And I love Terry's excitement and comments on the gift. And she says, it's romantic yet masculine, just like Jimmy. <laughs> I mean, that's how I would describe him every step of the way is romantic yet masculine. So, 
Oh boy. Um, and so they're in English class and they're being given their like Romeo and Juliet assignments. And it's like totally glossed over, but they give Terry like a man's like role for no reason. Like it was not a thing they had to include. It never had to be in the episode. They're just like trying to pound in the fact that Terry is supposed to be the undesirable one. So they make her a man at the beginning. And that's very upsetting to me. I know there was no point to doing it in the slightest. We don't see her perform any lines in this assignment. And she gets cast as a manservant named Balthazar. And (laughs) I felt so bad for her. It was so unnecessary. It's a huge bummer. I'm pretty upset about it. Um... Yeah, so that happens. I mean, if they'd, like, made it kind of funny, like, if they had her, like, come in like this and do a thing. Like, I mean, it would still be, like, stupid, but at least then it would be, like, oh, okay, you're trying to, like, make a joke out of this instead of, like, here's a throwaway line that's kind of a bummer for no reason. <laughs> uh, so I mean, that let's happens. be honest. The character of Terry is a bummer for no reason. She's a beautiful girl who has no reason to be such a sad person yeah absolutely i mean how did holland's sister described her really well and uh she i have to you have to get it because it was really funny yeah she says that terry is the girl toby why does canada hate chubby teens and also if toby is a potato then terry is a sweet potato and does not deserve any of the shit that happens to her and i have to agree 100 percent 100 percent um allegro we're here we're with you uh she's you know she she is she's a sweet potato and you know what you guys sweet potatoes are like my favorite food so fucking terry forever team terry i'm gonna talk later about how um terry is the winner of all episodes forever because she's like the only person who makes any sense in this whole clusterfuck but you know what i loved this episode i don't know about you like it went by so fast for me like i enjoyed every fucking minute of it so did i i thought it was great like from every single storyline that happened everything was amazing and i loved it and i have to agree with you terry again i think i've said it before and i will say it again Terry is the best friend ever. And she has like she has the most common sense out of everybody on the show, except when it comes to herself. Absolutely. Um, so we close out on English class. Uh, Jimmy is made Romeo, Paige is made Juliet, Ashley is made the nurse. Um, and then the best thing happens. Holland, you're as excited as I am. Yes, we find out. That it's the first episode featuring Dr. Sally and her sex talk for the grade eights. I love Dr. Sally. She's she's Canada's Dr. Ruth. Is she fake? Is she a real thing in Canada? I don't know. If she's not, then I would wager to guess she's probably based on Dr. Ruth, but she might be a real thing. I hope she's a real thing. I hope so, too, because she's delightful. She's sweet. She's like the grandmother that you want, you know, that gives you like a weird sex talk. And you're like, Grandma, stop putting condoms on the bananas. But we find out about her presence at school because JT is like way too excited about it, even though he's not going to get to see her. And he talks about how her talks are very graphic, as in pornographic. And I was like, is this too soon? after the porn incident with JT and Toby for him to be this excited about that? Yes, I actually wrote down why is JT so jazzed for sex ed? Because it's a health class. It's not like you're watching porn. There are no tits. There's no anything. 
you're watching an elderly woman put a condom on a banana. Like she's a thousand years old. Why are you so excited, JT? And also just, ugh, anytime JT brings up porn, I'm just like, what are you doing? It's a bummer. And um, and then, you know, we're in class with the grade sevens and Toby's crush on Emma is like innocent and adorable in a way that's like very like young middle school, which I enjoy, especially since Emma is like not like, you know, it, it, at this point, she's not like this heartthrob character, even though she kind of is like, but she's still like very much in seventh grade. Like there's no part of that that's like up for grabs you're not like is this like a teenager is this like an adult woman pretending to be a teen like no she's very very 12 or 13 or whatever so it's sweet and innocent but also toby's facial expressions bum me out (laughs) it was like the porn episode all over again when he was like reacting to the porn when he was having his like dream sequence of emma like with a fan in her face looking at him and just saying his name with like weird fashion runway music playing in the background he looks way too excited about what is happening in his head you know it's it, they're just gross i'm just I, I just hate his facial expressions it bums me out it's like when he makes noises i can't handle it i'm just i'm just like so upset um and then we're back with dr sally and we see dr sally and she's awesome and Spinner raises his hand and all of, and I'm like, oh no, oh no, what is gonna happen? Because I forgot most of this episode. Um, but yeah, so Spinner raises his hand and all I wrote down was eight months serious. <laughs> he's like, you know, my friend, he's my age. And at first I thought he was genuinely gonna like ask a question by himself. Oh, my friend, like something awkward, like like what are wet dreams, like that sort of thing. Like I had a feeling that that was what was gonna happen and I shouldn't be a psychic. um that's kind of my plan z like if everything burns to the ground and i have to start a new life i would be a psychic but i shouldn't put this on my resume because i I had no idea so instead he's talking about jimmy and ashley and he's like you know my friend and his girlfriend are like really serious like eight months serious which made me laugh out loud (laughs) like i genuinely laughed out loud because it's fucking crazy it is crazy. And I re- I've just wrote down, so he asked, like, oh, my friend, they're, they're eight months serious. When do they know when it's time to have sex? And I just wrote down, why is Spinner so invested in Jimmy's sex life? Because it's weird. It's weird and it's gross and I don't enjoy I'm like, why, are you, why do you care? And I think maybe he was just trying to embarrass Jimmy. I think that was a part of it. But he, like, follows up the rest of the episode, like, really honing in on this. I know. I mean, maybe it's because he doesn't have any potential person to have sex with. So he's just like playing it, like trying to take the attention off the fact that he doesn't have a girlfriend and he's like trying to make Jimmy feel bad about not having sex. But I don't I I don't know. I don't understand it. But is he alone? I thought he was dating Paige. When did he stop dating Paige? I don't think they ever started dating. I think they're just like have mutual crushes on each other. I think we've talked about this in a past episode. I don't think they actually officially start dating until like season two or three. It's weird. Yeah, no, I just I just kind of assumed because they're like together and they do, they're like casual together, but I feel like that's not a thing you do in eighth grade. You're either like together or you're not. So it's like I can't imagine being like in a weird like limbo space. I mean, right now I can be like, I'm casually dating this person. I don't know, whatever labels are gross. (laughs) 
but it's like in eighth grade it's like very like black or white you're dating you're not dating so I was just like what's happening I think it's mainly that Paige likes to chase after things that she doesn't have and once she kind of won Spinner from Terry she got bored and then now in this episode she's causing trouble with Ashley and Jimmy because she thinks it's fun to like lord this over Ashley's head well, I mean, we've established that despite the fact that Paige is like one of my favorites of all the characters, she's also a huge bitch, like especially season one Paige. Season one Paige is the worst of all the humans. Like she's horrible. I love her. She's <laughs> a nightmare. She's a fucking nightmare. But I want like, yeah, no, I'm I'm glad that you cleared up the page spinner thing because also spinner's like weirdly trying to pawn page off on jimmy he's like talking about diners and fries and like he's saying he's basically saying you should fuck page i know it's super weird and he's like i heard she did it with her camp counselor last summer and it's like i thought you liked page bro like why why are you trying to also throw her into the mix with jimmy i don't understand also, who's that third nameless guy that's hanging around with them? Because he's just like throwing comments in. I literally already forgot who that was. I literally, I already forgot that there was a third person in that scene. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I don't know. He's there. He might have been the one who said, I heard she did it with her camp counselor or oh. something, which is like, you got to love rumors like that. There are always rumors like that in middle school where it's like, I heard that girl did it already. Or like, she wears a thong. Like, middle school's a weird fucking time. Like, I distinctly remember that being a rumor that like a certain girl was wearing a black thong and that meant that she had sex. Yeah, I know. I don't understand. Middle school is a weird time in everybody's lives. But after the Dr. Sally talk, that's when Spinner and Jimmy have their weird cafeteria conversation and then Ashley starts like being shady to Ashley about about Jimmy's um anniversary gift to Ashley which is a clay heart yeah yeah no Paige is being real shitty which is fun for me also but I did want to mention that um like Paige is like talks about how great it was that Dr. Sally is so blunt which just shows the difference between like sex ed on a Canadian TV show versus like sex ed on an American TV show they'd all be embarrassed and not talking about it if this episode would exist at all Paige is like fucking go team Dr. Sally like not even like oh it's weird because she's old it's it's just like she was blunt that was awesome like it's not for everybody but fuck it if it is like do it I know everybody's pretty excited about Dr. Sally like JT's excited. He doesn't even get to see her. Everybody <laughs> in the class is like very open to talking about things with Dr. Sally and they just talk about it very casually after the Dr. Sally talk. And yeah, I think it just shows another reason why Canada is better than America. Totally. Um, My next note is about Sean and earrings. So would you want to do the fashion police? Mm hmm. Yeah, we definitely need to because my next note is also about earrings, but it's Paige's hoop earrings and just like the existence of hoop earrings in the Degrassi universe because there are a lot this season. I mean, do you want to just launch in with that? Because that's a good start because Ashley has some like real big hoop ones too. Yeah, I definitely remember the hoop earrings trend in middle school. I had them. Everybody wanted them. And looking back now... It just makes me cringe a little bit. 
They're just so big. <laughs> they're just so big. I mean, I still sometimes wear like small ones, but they're they were so big. And it's also like a little bit Regina George and Gretchen Wieners. Hoop earrings were my thing. So that's a whole thing. Um also Jimmy is wearing his like standard uniform, which is like a tank top uh basketball jersey on top of like a white t shirt. Which is great. And his fro game is super strong. And he's killing it. I also liked his um sex outfit, <laughs> which was just like a shirt that I would wear. <laughs> like I kind of want to wear it. Um, and speaking of sex outfits, I like that this weird ankle length tank top dress is Ashley's sexy clothes. It wasn't it was like ankle length, but it wasn't just a tank top, it was a halter top type. I think it was a halter top, but it was like very like high necked yeah no there there was nothing there was no sex appeal like she's pretty like there but there's like you know she i mean she's a child there's like no there was nothing there because she's a child and she doesn't have any sort of curves and she doesn't have any like so it's just like it it's if it had sleeves it would be an amish woman's dress (laughs) if it had sleeves a mormon could get married in it or like go to a funeral you know, mm-hmm. it was definitely giving me a little bit of funeral vibes because it was also black with like some red accents. But yeah, not very sexy for a sex outfit, which is telling because they didn't actually have sex. Spoiler alert for the end of the episode. But I also noted that Emma is wearing her heart on tie dye T-shirt with like the silver heart that Spinner made that awful joke about that she wore to the dance. Yeah, there are a few outfit repeats. I think Degrassi, The Next Generation, had a real low budget. Definitely at the beginning, um, Drake has, a.k.a. Aubrey Graham, has come forward at times being like, yeah, they paid us like nothing. (laughs) Um, They had a real low budget because Emma's is not the only uh, outfit repeat. At the very end of the episode, Ashley is wearing her weird camo tank top that she wears sometimes. So I'm like, oh, hey, I recognize you, buddy. Um, and Terry also re- had the repeat like gray hoodie tank top thing over a t-shirt outfit as well. She's good for that. That's a good outfit. I really, I just, I want to find out where Jimmy got that like long sleeve shirt with the hood because I would wear <laughs> the shit out of it. It was such a good color. Um, and Sean has two earrings. I thought he just had one. Sean has two earrings, so that's fun. He's double bad boy because he's got two earrings. And... JT, again, wearing a Hawaiian shirt, surprise, surprise, and a backwards hat that matches exactly to the color of his Hawaiian shirt. And, oh my God, at one point, Manny was wearing this blue kind of tie-dye shirt, but there were like sequins all along the collar of her shirt, which was a little bit much. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um... As far as hair goes, uh, most people's hair is exactly the same. Ashley's back to not giving a shit. But Emma has fantastic pigtails that I'm very on board for. But it's not just pigtails. She has pigtails, but she also has a ponytail coming out of the back of her head as well. Did you not notice that? I didn't notice that. Otherwise, I wouldn't have said Emma has great pigtails. I would have said, why is Emma Xenon girl of the 21st century? It looks so awful. And she... And she Wore that hairstyle two days in a row because at the end of the episode, she again had the weird pigtails on the side of her head with one and then one coming out of the back of her head. And I was very confused about what was happening on her head. 
I will bet you $100 that her parents, like that all of these actors like parents, did their hair and makeup. Probably. I would not be surprised in the slightest. Or like they just did it themselves. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That would not be a big surprise. Um, Again, crazy low budget. So uh, I think that's it for Fashion Police, right? Do you have any more notes? I don't have any more notes. Yeah, I think that's good. Who will? Okay, so, you know, again, we're back in the cafeteria. Um, and Toby is trying so hard to make Emma like, and he's like, oh, you know, I'm doing endangered turtles too, blah, blah, blah. which is like, that's not a way to get a girlfriend. Like that's, it's a little manipulative. And like, if someone came over to me and was, and it was like very obvious that they were suddenly interested in a thing that I was interested in and it, there was like no previous evidence of it, I'd be like, I'd be a little suspicious. I'd be like, are you really into this thing? Or are you just trying to like impress me? Yeah, their whole, like, animal school assignment thing is so weird. And so Emma chooses Mama Onu, like some some endangered sea turtle to do for her, like, animal project. So then Toby hops on and is like, I'm going to do turtles too uh, because I care about the environment. And when they're in the cafeteria, like, they ask Sean what he's doing. Or no, they talk about watching a video about endangered turtles and they ask Sean if he wants to go. And he's like, yeah, no. <laughs> I just wrote down, Sean does not give a fuck about turtles. No, I think, I mean, yeah, Sean probably doesn't give a fuck about <laughs> turtles because Sean is all of us. But I I saw something like totally different in that because he was, I, it looked like he was going to say yes. And he looked at Toby and Toby had his like sad potato face on. He looked <laughs> down. He was grouchy. He was so mad. And I can't, I, oh, I just, it makes me vomit in my mouth. But he was like, he was clearly pouting and like throwing an inner like tantrum. And Sean looked at him and he made a face. And then he looked at Emma and he said no. So I think Sean was just being very nice to Toby and he kind of rolled his eyes. <laughs> Uh, he's like, I'll give this one to you, Toby. Like, whatever. I don't care that much. I don't I don't even really want to watch this video anyway. I'll just ask Emma to help me with my project after school. I wonder how that goes <laughs> coming later. <laughs> and uh, then we are back in Mrs. Kwan's. Is it Miss Kwan, Mrs. Kwan? I don't know. Let's. Just, I feel like Ms. Kwan to be safe. Okay, we are in Ms. Kwan's. Kwan is our queen. Ms. Kwan's uh, English class. And they're practicing. Is this a play? No, I wrote that down. I, I think it's just like a middle. It's like an English assignment that they're doing just in their classroom. And I wrote down, what middle school English assignment like requires kissing to happen? I wrote that down. I was like, why are they kissing in the middle of English class? And why is like, a, even though Kwan is our queen... Like, why is she like, you guys have great chemistry. <laughs> what are you doing? You're the adults. I know. I don't understand. But as soon as Paige and Jimmy kiss as Romeo and Juliet, Ashley, like, bursts in as the nurse and is like, hey, lady, get off my man, basically. But she just said her line early. And Miss Ms. Kwan is like, Ashley, you don't come in for another two pages or something. And Ashley is not having Paige all over her man. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame her. I mean, Ashley's a pain in the ass like this entire episode, but I don't blame her. But when they're in the hallway later, I made a note. Are Paige and Spinner secretly smart? I I know, I know, because Ashley, because Paige is like, Ashley, why are you getting so jealous? Like, we're doing, it's Romeo and Juliet, not Julius Caesar. And Ashley's like, what does that even mean? (laughs) 
like, Ashley, you're a little dumb. Okay. Because she's like, wow, stab me in the back much? And Paige is like, this isn't Julius Caesar. And I'm like, Paige, good burn. Like, true facts. And then earlier in the episode, Spinner is reading Romeo and Juliet. And he's talking about how um, Romeo and Juliet bang. And I'm like, is Spinner interpreting Shakespeare? Because, I mean, it's like if you read it and, you know, it's like it's very clear. But, like, if you're kind of dumb and in eighth grade and you don't fully understand and you're, like, halfway zoning out like I imagine Spinner would be normally, like, I'm sure half of these kids did not pick up on the fact that they had sex. Because it's not like it says, and then Romeo and Juliet madeth loveth. But it's, you know, it's it's just alluded to. Yes, but although literally in the next scene – Jimmy and Spinner are talking or or I think Ashley approaches Jimmy in the hall and like gives him a fat kiss and is like I'm ready like our eight month anniversary tonight's gonna be so special like we're gonna have sex basically and then right after that Jimmy and Spinner start having a conversation and Jimmy's like so I think Ashley is going to give me what like Romeo gave Juliet and Spinner is like what I don't get it <laughs> I never done the spinner is literally the dumbest human ever. But like he started off not dumb. He's just he's downward spiraling this whole episode. He's a fucking roller coaster. Um and then I mean you're saying the fattest kiss, but I wrote down literal closed mouth kiss. Like there was nothing sexy about that. It was just like a really long peck on the lips. Like no, it's like a spin the bottle kiss at the most. That is very true. But once everyone has established the fact that they're going to have sex, Ashley proceeds to buy condoms on the internet. And and Terry's just looking over her shoulder and she says, wow, I didn't know you could buy condoms on the net. And Ashley goes, you can buy anything on the net. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. And then, but then Terry is being a good friend. It's like, so are you sure that you're ready to do this? Like, it's not just because of what Paige says, right? And Ashley immediately crawls down her throat and is like, oh, obviously it's not because of what Paige said, but it's obviously because of what Paige said. Yeah, um, Terry is always right, and Ashley's being super mean. She says, like, she's like, what do you know? You've never even had a date. And I just wrote down, wow, I do not like Ashley at all. I mean, I rarely like Ashley, but I especially don't like Ashley. Yeah, I wrote down, fuck you, Ashley, leave Terry alone, because she does not deserve that. She's being a concerned friend, and then Ashley being Miss Insecure, like she always is, just like, throws a really awful, ins like, dig in Terry's face for no reason. It's really unfortunate, because Terry does not deserve that. Terry's being a good friend. Terry is being forced to play a man in this not a play that this English class is doing for no fucking reason at all. And we're never going to hear about it again. And then she just forgives her at the end. She's like, oh, OK. I'm like, what? She barely apologized. Although I will give it to Terry. When Ashley approaches her, Ashley's like, oh, hey, I'm really sorry. And she's like, OK. Like she starts to be kind of short with her when Ashley starts to apologize. Like, she's still pissed off about it. But then once Ashley starts talking about, like, no, we didn't do it, da-da-da-da, then Terry kind of breaks because she still cares about her friend because she's a good fucking friend. She is a good fucking friend. I love Terry. Terry is just the best of the human beings. She's our lovely little sweet potato. She is our sweet potato. I love Terry. Um... And 
it's also like super crazy to me that she's never been on a date because she's like 600 times prettier than Ashley. <laughs> and I know that's not the most important thing, but she's also nicer than Ashley. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I think it's just a confidence thing with Terry. A hundred percent. Yeah. She is so much nicer than everybody on the show, but to be honest. But then we are back with Emma and company and Liberty. So it's like the, the end of school and Liberty like accosts Emma in the hall and is like, you're supposed to help me with my story for the grapevine. I wrote it down in my Palm Pilot. You have to come with me now. Which, first of all, Palm Pilot. Second of all, what seventh grader has a Palm Pilot even when they are a thing? I wrote down, obviously, Liberty has a Palm Pilot <laughs> because she's Liberty. Liberty would have a Palm Pilot. Liberty is the only seventh grader that I can think of in the history of fiction that would want to own a Palm Pilot. I mean, her dad does know the mayor. He knows the mayor. Holland, I don't know if you understand. <laughs> Liberty's dad knows the mayor. Liberty is so Draco Malfoy, it's not even funny. I stand by that. I really stand by that sentence. Um... There's like this sexy song that plays over while Toby and Emma's hands are touching on the mouse. And am I crazy or is that Toby's voice in the song? Like it really sounded like he was saying the words. I don't remember the song, but I feel like we should drop it in right here and just review it to see if it is his voice. But I just remember during that scene where they're like searching for endangered turtles which, for some reason, when Emma types it into the maybe find it search machine, she doesn't yield any results. And then Toby does something. And Emma's like, oh, my God, how did you do that? And he's like, oh, you know, just some tricks I know. And I'm like, oh, good job, Toby. You're really good at Googling things. Yeah, no, he's Toby's a pro Googler. Um, and let's drop in that song right now. I still don't know how to feel about it. So, who knows? You guys, uh, let us know if you think that's Toby's voice or not. Because what? what is happening? I don't fully understand. But you know what? It's fine. It's fine. Maybe he's getting some, like, just voice work and he'll get paid a little extra. Um, speaking of music, the Shakespeare music throughout this episode <laughs> is out of fucking control. It plays literally every single time. Ashley and Jimmy have an interaction or if Shakespeare is mentioned in any way, shape or form. And it's just so many like it's a violin. What is that noise? Liar. Liar. Maybe I just it's on a loop, too. It's like there's no like change. It's like the same like four notes over and over again on a loop. It's like they just had like one guy with like a mandolin come in and like strum it out a little bit and then go home. And they were like, good enough. We'll just play this on a loop. For the next 22 fucking minutes. Speaking of repetitive music, I think by this point and after a couple of episodes with Sean being here, the show has established Sean's like sad bad boy with a heart of gold theme music. So it's this plays literally every single time Emma and Sean have some kind of meaningful interaction. <laughs> and whenever I hear that music, I just think of Sean and Emma. It's amazing. It's really good music. If the OC was a different show, it would be Ryan Atwood music, too. For sure. There probably is Ryan Atwood music on that show, to be honest. 
Yeah, I have to. I have the OC like one of the seasons on DVD. Well, I have the first three. Are we going to do an OC podcast after this? Because I think maybe we should. I think there's one that already exists. Someone beat us to the punch. Shit. Okay, that's fair. Maybe we'll do a twist on it. Who knows? <laughs> I just want to talk about the OC. Um, but first, we want to talk about Degrassi because it's better. It's the original and it's Canadian. Yes. Oh, my God. Um. So, yeah, all that goes on. And did Ashley overnight the condoms? Because she just ordered them yesterday and they arrived by bike messenger. Um, and then she tells her mom girl stuff. If I received a suspicious package when I was 13 or even anywhere up to like when I moved out of my house and I said, just girl stuff, mom. My mom would be like, no, no, no. I have follow-ups. <laughs> what is in the box? I am a girl. I know what girl stuff is. If it's tampons, you can tell me. And then I would be like, lol, JK, bye. And she would be like, no, this is definitely drugs. <laughs> I know. I wrote down, girls. the girl stuff excuse doesn't work on other girls. Like, if it were her dad or her stepdad or something, and she was like, girl stuff, then I could see him being like, oh, okay, I don't. I don't want to go into this conversation, like stereotypical girl stuff excuse, but it's her mother. Like her mother wouldn't drop that all of a sudden. No, definitely not. That's not, that's not the thing with moms. Mom is not going to just ignore girl stuff. Like she pushed you out of her vagina. She is not squeamish. Like it's, she's your mother. So Ashley overnights her condoms via (laughs) mail, but Jimmy and Spinner go into a convenience store to buy his condoms, and the cashier is, like, overly enthusiastic about all of the condom, like, options. Yeah, literally no cashier would ever do that. Like, they are not that invested. Like, may- I'm I'm thinking maybe, like, at the most believable, he is just, like, fucking with him because he's like, this is a child. This is hilarious. Like, that's the best that I can imagine for this scenario. Otherwise, it makes no sense. Like, he's, he, there's no way he's trying to help this kid find the right condoms for him. He's not at, like, Babeland or, like, a proper sex store. He's at a 7-Eleven. Or what is Canada? Tim Hortons? He's at a Tim Hortons. Yeah. He's way too invested, and I think he could be fucking with him, but he doesn't sound – he sounds, like, very concerned rather than amused by the situation. That leads me to believe he's just, like, bored and wants to be very helpful. Maybe he hasn't had a customer in a couple of hours or something. He gets a little smirky at the end, but I'm like, that's the only thing that's making me lean towards, like, maybe he's fucking with him. So, who knows? But either way, it's fucking weird. Just, like, super-duper weird. Um, Then, you know, Emma's helping Liberty, and it's nonsense, and it's boring, and Liberty is weird and boring throughout this whole episode. But there's, like, definitely something going on with her. Like, she's following JT around, and we know that eventually she has a thing for him, so maybe it's that. And then she's trying to get Emma to hang out with her. I feel bad. Like, I think Liberty is just lonely and trying to, like, figure out how to have friends, which is which makes me sad. It makes me feel bad for Liberty. But also, what's with that weird, like, Italian goodbye? <laughs> I forgot that she said goodbye in a different language. And she's like, and as this person says, no, 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 I don't even remember what she said. But it was, it was, it was like, Liberty, this is why you don't have friends. You're too weird for middle school where all anybody wants to do is just blend and you do not blend in the slightest. But after her weird <laughs> goodbye to Emma, 
Emma is like, oh no, oh no. Emma leaves be- leaves Liberty because she's like, oh no, I need to help Sean, which I half thought was maybe she w- wasn't even going to help Sean. She was just trying to get out of helping Liberty. But she goes vis- goes to visit Sean in the media immersions room. And Sean is doing his animal project on a Springer Spaniel. And Emma judges him super harshly. She's like, this isn't endangered. And he's like, no one ever said it had to be. Like, stay in your lane, Emma. Like, it's it's stupid. And it's and this is just a, another classic case of Emma, like, wanting everyone to be, like, exactly like her. Like, Toby, like, bends exactly to her will. So she's kind of expecting it from Sean now. And it's like, you know, it's like she didn't really learn anything on Parents' Day with the, like, you know, where she was, like, trying so hard and being like, I'm so passionate about this. Everyone should agree with me. She's, like, she said that she learned a lesson. And now she's right back to being like, this isn't endangered. And he's like, it doesn't have to be. This is meaningful. I mean, she bounces back, but still. I don't actually think she learned her lesson on Parents' Day. Nobody, the only person who yelled at her about her behavior was Tracker. And that kind of got voided because he was kind of insane. But when she sees, I remember when she sees Sean in the room and the, when she emails him, he's like, sorry, I got a little passionate, but he's, he doesn't even say, yeah, it was kind of wrong, but I forgive you. He's like, oh no, it's okay. My brother was crazy. Like she doesn't like nobody teaches her her lesson. She just goes on thinking she was justified in what she did, but I digress. That was last episode, but yeah, she's helping him. And is like, that's not endangered. And he's like, fuck you, doesn't have to be. I'm paraphrasing. But <laughs> are you sure that was the exact line, Holland? <laughs> but then Sean's music comes on and he's like, yeah, I had a Springer Spaniel. My parents had one. He was a little dumb. He chased his own tail and he was afraid of cats, but I loved him or something like that. And then Emma just turns into mush and falls in love with him just a little bit more. And I think we all did, too. I was going to say, just like we did. And then, you know, we're back to Ashley and Jimmy, and they're going to maybe do it. And I just wrote, I hate mouth sounds. I hate them so much. I don't like the sound. I don't, just none. I hate mouth sounds. I don't like the sounds of people chewing. I had to stop listening to certain podcasts because I noticed that people eat on their podcasts. I don't like the sound of people kissing. I don't, mm, no, I hate, I hate mouth sounds. I hate them so much. You're not big on ASMR videos then? No, 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 no. <laughs> I know, but no, it was disgusting. It was like clearly a scene. The scene started and it was like, it was probably something that it's, we're back from commercial break and immediately it's like gross kissing noises, but it's like so awkward and you can tell that they had just, like the director had just said action and they're just like, kissing on the bed and it's too smacky and it's awful and then ashley freaks out and's like i need to go freshen up and jimmy's just waiting on the bed and then she comes back in and is like i can't do it i'm not ready i know Paige would be ready she probably has already done this and jimmy's like wait what did you say about Paige?" and which i thought was a weird response because yeah. like she literally just said it like you heard her but he's like he tells her that he doesn't want her to be like Paige and he's also not ready. And then instead of having sex, they just blow up their condoms like balloons. And then Toby gets home and opens the door and both of the condoms they had blown up just fly right into Toby's face. 
Yeah, no, a lot happens. I mean, I love, I like that Ashley, like, it was like, you know what, this isn't me. I'm sorry. I mean, she didn't have to be so, like, apologetic, but she's also, like, a baby, so she doesn't know. Um, And JT, not JT, whoo Jimmy is so, like, cool and understanding, and I'm like, ah, Jimmy, I love you. So that was a good moment. It was nice, you know. The balloons was a weird choice, but otherwise that was nice. Um, I wanted to real quick, since we're talking about the sexy times, business time, business socks, I wanted <laughs> to talk about our ship of the episode. Um, so do you want to start? Do you have an idea or should I? You can go. Okay, I'm going to go. So weirdly, my ship of the episode is Manny and JT. <laughs> Like, I, <laughs> they were the only people that had any sort of, like, cute chemistry, even though they were not trying for it. Like, Emma and Sean are always going to be there. And, you know, obviously, like, Ashley and Jimmy should be it. But the only people that I was like, I want you guys to eventually get together, Manny and JT. Interesting choice, because they literally had maybe one scene where they kind of, like, bonded over the fact that Toby got so upset that Emma didn't show up to his stupid movie night and he like storms off and then they just like share that little glance of like oh fucking Toby what is he about right now Holland I'm all about sexual subtext clearly between 12 year olds it's just palpable (laughs) it's such a bummer of a sentence (laughs) so I'm gonna assume that yours is Sean and Emma yeah Actually, no. It's I'm not going to do Sean and Emma, but I am going to do another really obvious one. I'm going to do Ashley and Jimmy purely because I think Jimmy was a really good boyfriend in this episode. Jimmy, I like Jimmy made me want him to be my boyfriend like in middle school because throughout the entire episode he didn't pressure Ashley to do anything. He was being pressured by Spinner to do things. And he's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Stop talking about my girlfriend like that. Like, it's none of your business. He And he, I mean, he does kind of talk. Once Ashley says she wants to have sex, then he tells Spinner about it. But I mean, it's mainly because he's his friend. And Ashley also talks about it with her friends. But when Ashley comes in and is like, oh, I'm not ready, he's... Like, okay, yeah, me neither. Like, this was your idea. Well, he doesn't say that. But he's very understanding. And he's like, I don't like Paige. I like you. But let's blow up condom balloons and just have a good time and celebrate our eighth month anniversary like this for some reason. So I'm going to say Ashley and Jimmy. That's a good choice. Yeah. But mainly just because of Jimmy. Well, I mean, I, I I vote Jimmy for almost all things. Jimmy is, like, consistently the best person on this show. I feel like he doesn't do a lot of wrong stuff. He has his moments, though. I think we'll get to them. Am I misremembering a lot? <laughs> he, well, when you're misremembering, like, my ship of the episode is Ashley and Jimmy right now. But once Ashley makes a couple mistakes later on, Jimmy does not react in a very favorable way from what I remember. Oh, that's right. He's like kind of firm on like the moral high ground type of shit. Um, so the very end of the episode, uh, everyone's back at school the next day. Um, Manny does not fuck around. Emma is like, what's wrong with Toby? And Manny's like, he has a huge crush on you. And Emma's like, oh, OK, well, that sucks. <laughs> well, she's like, what, Toby? 
wait, hold the phone, basically, is her reaction, which, same. Yeah, no, definitely same. But Manny doesn't fuck around. I'm like, I appreciate that bluntness. I don't know. Team Manny. Team Manny and JT for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's gotten into me, you guys. Um. Oh, and Jimmy is so fucking cool because Spinner's like, oh, don't tell me you guys didn't fuck. And I'm like, Spinner, get it together. Stop trying to live vicariously through your friend and his girlfriend. Like, stop, 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 stop. You're being weird and gross. And Jimmy is like, well, you know, we were going to, but then her brother came home early. And like, Spinner's like, oh, you want me to beat him up for you? And I was like, Jimmy, you're so fucking cool. <laughs> I know he doesn't like he doesn't give away like the personal moments that they shared together when they both decided to wait. And then Ashley and Terry have their conversation and Ashley apologizes and Terry maybe bends a little too easily. But Terry's a good friend and probably knows ultimately that Ashley was just being crazy because Paige is the master manipulator of Degrassi. It's true. And it's why we love hate her. (laughs) And then, you know, classic freeze frame over Ashley's sad face for no reason. <laughs> like, everything worked out fine. <laughs> I know. So now, should we talk about who the Spirit Squad captain of the episode was? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Who is yours? You should start. I think my Spirit Squad captain is going to be Terry. She wasn't a huge part of the episode, But like we said earlier, she is the ultimate voice of reason. And she can see right through Ashley and why she's doing what she's doing with rushing the sex option for her and Jimmy. And she is concerned and she tries to talk it out with Ashley, tries to talk her down, tries to check in and make sure she's not rushing into something she doesn't actually want to do just because Paige is being a bitch about it. I mean, Ashley does not respond, but... That is, but but Terry is just the ultimate best friend, and that is what being a best friend is. Friends will ask you for their advice, or they won't, but you give it to them anyway, and you know there's a very small chance they'll actually listen to what you do or what you say, but you do it anyway because you're a good friend. So I'm going to say Terry. That's a good choice. Um, I'm going to say Jimmy, because he was like he was very consistently cool throughout the whole episode. You know, he wasn't hitting on Paige at all, even though she was very clearly throwing herself at him. And when Spinner was trying to be like, hey, you should fuck Paige instead of your girlfriend, like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> he was like, "Um, you're being a dick. And then when Ashley was like, I'm not ready, he was like, OK, neither am I. Like, it's fine. I was just doing it because I thought you wanted to. And also because Spinner is peer pressuring me. But the whole time he's like very unflappable. And he like lied to Spinner, like to fair like his and Ashley's like personal stuff like I'm sure I'm sure a good part of it was for him because he probably didn't want to admit that he wasn't ready but a big part of it was also Ashley because the way Spinner was saying don't tell me you guys didn't do it was like just screaming your girlfriend's a prude which is crazy because they are 13 (laughs) they are in eighth grade that's bonkers yeah Jimmy was very level-headed throughout the entire episode so I I support your spirit squad captain choice so what about the moral i mean i would say that it is um you know be honest with your feelings don't feel pressured to do things you're not ready for just you know 
be true to your heart, you guys. And now I'm just thinking of Nick Lachey, but yeah, I, I agree. Just be honest and open. And if you are uncomfortable with the situation, talk it out and be honest and don't feel the need to be pressured into doing something you don't want to do. So I probably just repeated everything you just said, but yes, I agree. But you did it so well. <laughs> so this is about when we do plugs. Um, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Degrassi Pod, and you can go to our Tumblr, which is whatever it takes podcast.tumblr.com. And you can also send us an email with questions, comments, criticism, concerns, whatever tickles your fancy at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. We're on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash whatever it takes podcast. And we're on iTunes. Just search whatever it takes a Degrassi podcast. And personal plugs, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Hollandtacular. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Kelsucks with a Z at the end. Um, and to offset some karma and maybe introduce you guys to your new Degrassi, um, I'm going to recommend a book this week, actually, um, because I just saw her comedy show on Friday and she was awesome and she complimented my outfit. So I was very excited. And I, so I've been reading her book and it's really good. So I am recommending I Know What I'm Doing and Other Lies I Tell Myself. Uh, it's a book by Jen Kirkman, who is super dope. And she also has um, a Netflix special, if you're interested. She's funny. She's maybe my favorite comedian and, like, low-key favorite human. And when she complimented my outfit, I almost cried because she is um, my style icon. <laughs> I do love Jen Kirkman. And I'll also recommend a book that I just started by Jenny Lawson called Let's Pretend This Never Happened, a Mostly True Memoir. And it's just about this blog S, as her subline of the book says. Um, she's just a really hilarious writer who writes about her crazy life growing up in rural Texas. And it's pretty hilarious. So you should read it. Um. All right. So good up. Good up. Um, we're gonna go. So, bye Panthers. Bye Panthers. <laughs>